You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hey, builders, just wanted to say real quick before we start the show uh, that uh, we clearly had an audio issue there. I don't know if there was a problem with uh, with uh, electromagnetic in- interference in the room that we chose, or if uh, Jason's failure to turn airplane o- mode off on his phone uh, w- caused interference. At any rate, though, this episode kind of sounds like crap, so I apologize for that. Um, and uh, bear with us if you if you're one of those folks who just doesn't like the poor quality audio. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm that way too. You might want to skip this episode. Uh, otherwise, I uh, hope you guys can power through it. Seriously, I apologize. It's always tough to do when we're mobile. We don't really know what we're going to get or what to expect from it. Um, but anyway, that's all. Uh, and uh, if you can, I hope that you enjoy the show. Here it goes. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Building the Game Podcast. I don't know what episode it is. I don't care. Uh, we're at Origins, though. It's 316. Jason knows. It's 316. I actually could be wrong. It may not be, but I don't I'm know. pretty sure it is. Let's go with that. Is it like 26? What? Are we like 326? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. Mm-mm. Julio knows best. That voice you just heard is Julio Navarro. Not Navarro. Oh, my really? gosh. You did. I just did it, didn't I? <laughs> yes. And oh. It wasn't on purpose. It was but, a yeah. thing earlier. Julio <laughs> Nazario. Nazario. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, and uh, also with us is uh, from from the Grand Cardboard Edison land, Chris Zinsley. Hello, hello. Hey. So it's Origins, guys. It's Origins. It it's Origins. It How tired are we right now? Quite. Quite tired. 316, quite. I was right. True. 316, all right. Yes. We are quite tired, aren't we? Quite Super. tired. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I slept three and a half hours this from yesterday to today, so Good. yeah. I've been kind of crashing a bit. But okay. right now I'm pretty awake. Good. Yeah, it's uh, it's Saturday afternoon. What what is the time? It's like four o'clock. No, it's six o'clock. Oh, geez, yeah. it's later than I thought. Is it four <laughs> o'clock? No. Yeah, it's later. So yeah, it's Saturday nice. late afternoon. Um, we've been doing stuff all day. We're probably gonna get some food after this, I imagine. Sounds like a plan. We managed to stumble on an empty room. Um, so hopefully it's not too echoey, but it's better than all of the noise outside. Yeah, you would not be able to hear us talking. Yeah, it'd not be even bad. Uh, so yeah, um, boy, now that I'm thinking about it, it really echoes bad. Here. <laughs> yeah, there we've done worse things. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, Origins 2018. 2018. Keep it us on top there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it's been going well for you guys. Very extremely well. Very extremely well. I got well, some. You should say why. Yeah, you guys don't know. I've kept it kept it a sec- secret. Oh, oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I I've been pitching games to publishers this this Origins and and since Protospiel Atlanta, I got some good pitches, and one of my pitches from Protospiel Atlanta about World Tree, which you've talked about, Jason. Yeah, yeah. The World Tree, uh, the game was picked up. So, so I'd, uh, I, you know, it's talking about contract and all that. It's still not signed yet, just, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, But one thing, so as you guys know, I started Morgan Design in July. So I wanted to sign a game before my first year. And I made that goal. 
but that is not all. That's not all. As if that wasn't ambitious enough. Wow. <laughs> so I, I pitched uh, Pyramid of the Magician mm-hmm. to a couple publishers, uh-huh. and uh, one of them, the next day, said that they want to sign it. Excellent. <laughs> wow. So, so we spoke about terms as well. So That's awesome. I'm pretty freaking stoked. Yeah, yeah you, you should, be. should be. That's, That's pretty huge. great. That's huge. Congratulations. I, I've, thank you, thank you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my origins so far. Good. <laughs> it sounds like it. And Magician is the dexterity one, right? Yes, dexterity yeah. game, the pyramid with the tower in the middle. The and craziest the co- prototypes. Yeah. 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 Julio cannot, descri- cannot make prototypes that are not ridiculously complex. Like, and I don't mean the game design. I mean the way the prototype actually like turns into something. Like, he's like, this is a prototype. I built a cardboard robot out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's autonomous. Yeah. <laughs> it will start attending uh, conventions and pitching on my behalf. The AI is a little glitchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not perfect. It's a prototype. The and you know. the cardboard right. assembles itself and then pitches the game. It's, you know, it's, it's right. cool. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I was very surprised with that last one for sure. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah That's cool. one of your newest designs, right? Yeah, that, that's uh, two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice. That's, that's a pretty decent turnaround time. Too <laughs> came together. Came together very quickly, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. How so, about you guys? Let's well, how about Chris? Uh, so I came to Origins with not very much planned, uh, which is very different from previous years. Usually, I'm running from thing to thing. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the same uh, building, yeah. yeah. So I spent most of the convention floating back and forth between the unpub room playing some prototypes, and the dealer hall, doing a few demos. I actually, like, played a couple games. It's pretty crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, a lower stress uh, convention for me than Good. most of them are. Yeah. That's because Suzanne is not here. It is. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> You're awesome, Suzanne. You know, I'm just kidding. Uh, gentlemen, we need to put our phones on airplane mode. I just remembered. Please. Sorry. If you don't mind disconnecting from places for a little while. The so I'm just going to put mine back here because you can't. Right. You don't have Wi-Fi. Keep it away. All right. I got a sick kid. I got to yeah, be available. That's far enough away. It shouldn't make a difference. Yeah. Just occurred to me when I got a text message from my wife. I'm like, oh, I can't answer that right now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> right. That's what it sounds like on the thing. It's pretty great. It actually sounds a lot worse than that. So, yep, so Suzanne was not able to make it, unfortunately. Uh, we still have a three-year-old, not yeah. quite convention-going age just yet. A couple years, she will be. Uh, so for the time being, Suzanne and I trade off with the conventions. Mm-hmm. That's like a plan. Yeah. plan. yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay, well, so I, uh, um, let's talk about what we played about, about testing. So uh, I heard good feedback about Ceylon. Is it Ceylon or Ceylon? It is Ceylon. Ceylon. Yeah. I heard good feedback about that. Uh, Neil Roberts, also a friend of the show, said that it was the best game that he played at Origins this year. Ooh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, awesome. That is very high praise. Yeah, so uh, so I thought you'd like to hear that, if he hadn't already told you that. Well, yeah, so uh, so Ceylon, it went really well, especially because this was a blind test. Yeah. Uh, so that's particularly pleasing. Um, Neil was, as always, incredibly helpful. Uh, he... Learned the game from the rule book without anybody else uh, involved. I sat off to the side, zipped lips, and uh, you know waited to see how it went. And fortunately, went really well. So, what's the game about? Uh, so, Ceylon. It's uh, about uh, planting tea on the island of Ceylon, uh, currently Sri Lanka, 
and uh, players are uh, planting tea plantations, picking, selling them off to uh, companies, um, and uh, it's a kind of a Euro-style game that has an interesting sort of action sharing system uh, where spoke about that. Uh, where you uh, you the action that you choose uh, also determines actions that the other players can take. Um, that's kind of the core of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, going to be published by a Spanish publisher called Ludonova. And uh, it's going to print on Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, which, hence the blind testing of the rule book this weekend. Nice. Plug. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch so for that's it. not going through Kickstarter. Uh, correct. That's that is exciting. correct. Yeah. Very yep. cool. Straight Very to cool. print. Yep. Nice. Very nice. And it should be available awesome. at Essen. Ooh, great. Yeah. And if everything goes according to schedule, uh, I should have a pre-production copy at Gen Con. Oh, oh that's cool. quick. Yeah. Holy nice. cow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it uh, comes together in time. Nice. What about you, Rob? What's been going on? Uh, so I came in on uh, Wednesday afternoon, and uh, uh, I guess I hooked up with you guys. Did I? Or what did we do on Thursday? It was that, Thursday. Was, that was Thursday. Okay, yeah. What did I do on Wednesday? I don't. I have no memory of Wednesday. Hmm. You play Pyramid of the, of the I, That's right. I played Pyramid. Right. Which he sucked at. <laughs> I was really bad. I, uh, let me tell you, I've been bad at every game I've played this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. True really story. bad. I think you can all agree with that. Yeah. Right? I've seen you play two. You've seen him play three, and you were bad at the two I saw. I've had a very a third one, so. poor performance this week. He has an injury, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. <laughs> really affect. I guess yeah, that might affect a dexterity game. But yeah, I feel like right. it shouldn't affect you know. All the other games you played. <laughs> Things like thinking. Right. <laughs> Making strategic decisions, right? But your favorite game of the con has been The Mind. So... Yeah, yeah. so The Mind, right? So G- game of the year. The, the Mind, I know, right? The, everybody loves The Mind. Um, I really did not enjoy that at all. Not even a little bit. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> but I'm also the guy who hates Hanabi and thinks it's dumb. And I'm just not a co-op gamer. It's not my thing. What did you say about Hanabi earlier? Like, why don't people just like tell each other what cards to play why, and why play them? Just, 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 just yeah, everybody well, just, just cheat. We're assuming a game to be an activity, Rob. Well, because like, we all want to win. Right? Everybody wants to win. We want to win, so why don't we just win? Or why don't we just play a different game? Because this one is stupid. That's my that's my attitude about small co-op games like that. I just don't care. I love Hanabi. I just Hanabi for me is one of those games that I never have the great group to play with who also wants to play it with me, right? Yeah. Like, everyone is always like, oh, that game's okay. And I'm like, no, it's really good. Like, let's try hard to get 25. Or maybe it sucks. Well, <laughs> like the mind it's like so. sold out. <laughs> like, it's sold out. It, it, it's just I, completely. I, it's one of the, I, I don't buy a lot of games, and, and I bought it, you know, the hype. Let's see, let's see what this is about. Enjoyed it. Uh, the production of it. <sighs> yeah, it also feels kind of super cheap. And yeah, it like, it did. yeah, it did, it did. It is, you know, one to 100 cards but still it should have some good production on yeah and the, the art is just i feel like the art's kind of boring i mean the little little like magic rabbit thing or, or space rabbit thing whatever it is well, that's like hanabi the art on that is is super boring it's a good fire word one thing i didn't like for sure is the whole you're you're shuffling every time after every level turn and it, around on that and again with the production it just and you play 100 levels so that's a lot of shuffling <laughs> <laughs> what is it 12 levels? 12 yeah, 12 yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm, you're doing well, it's twelve levels. Yeah, right. Probably yeah. three. I'm the jerk here. Everybody else that I've talked to just loves it, loves it to death. So I'm the I'm the, the odd man out here. I, I I loved it, but I'm never going to get the chance to play it uh, because yeah. most of the people that I play games with it is not their style of game. Sure. Is it? Can you do two players with that or no? Yeah, you can. I I, I um, did, demoed it with a guy who was just two of us. I was talking with someone in line this morning uh, before the hall opened, and they were very skeptical about playing the mind two players because it's just intense. Two players just staring at each other back and forth. You know, <laughs> with three or four players, you know, your eyes can look around. You don't have to stare intently into the other player's Do eyes you have constantly. To stare intently? It doesn't actually affect no. the game. You don't have to, but no. I suspect that you would do that pretty frequently if if you were playing well. See, I've not played it, so I still don't quite understand. What's yeah, for for Jason and for anybody listening. It's it's a nonverbal game. Uh, basically, uh, you get you get a number of cards each turn, and you need to put them down in order from from low to high, right? And so if if uh, in the cards are number one through one hundred, I think in level one you, you get everybody get gets one, one card. card, one card. Level two, everybody gets two cards, and, and on up, right? And and so it, you know, let's say I've got I've got a, a twenty and a forty, right? I my obviously I'm going to play my twenty before I play my forty, but I don't know what you have, and you can't tell me what you have. So we're saying level two here, right? So 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 I think I think I've got a low card and a high card, but you could have any one thing from one to nineteen that would be lower than me, or you might have twenty one, thinking that you also have a pretty low card, and so we have to kind of communicate without communicating about which one of us should put that card down first, and then what we should do next. What card should be played so down next? So, how are people communicating that, right? Because the reason I ask, because Hanabi, right? Who, for anyone who's played Hanabi more than once, you have a, a way you do things, right? Like, um, I always put cards in a certain order, right? Like, so newest cards always go on the right. That's kind of standard thing I've heard, or left mm -hmm. or right, right? That way, it's the same, so it helps you remember. Did was this card in there when they pointed that out? So what do you do in the mind to, to manage that? You can't, you can't do gestures or anything. It's just it's it's all, all in, about intuition. Posture, posture and intuition and things. Trying to get on the same wavelength. So like, so like, <laughs> is it okay that like, if Chris played a 20 and I have a 21, for me to be like, like sit up? Yeah, like, like jump in real quick, like, right? Oh, or play really, I see, because yeah. I know like, I want to. If you see somebody well, put a 20 down, then you're, you're going to get that 12. Yeah, absolutely. You know okay. without a doubt you've got the next you card. You need approval to play. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, but, and then likewise, if you're, if your number is like within two or three, or even maybe, maybe six or eight of that number. Yeah. You're going to want to start moving toward the center, you know, just maybe you're check. You're still doing gestures. Oh, right. yeah. so like, I can I didn't get like, the whole gestures. I was doing like. Doing stuff like this, and I don't know if that Those was allowed. Are, that's literally a gesture. Yeah, but you're still doing <laughs> this as a gesture as well. Yeah, lean so, in. Lean so what if, like, so if all of our cards were outside, right? And like, as you got closer to my card, I just kept sliding my card closer. Yeah, Is you, that like, you shift your eyes around the table. Does anyone? Does anyone else want to go? No, no. You sure? Right, this seems like it's a pretty big jump here. But without saying that. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's, right. What, that's what's going on in and your that's, head. Yeah. In that, to anyone who hasn't played the game, including myself, like that sounds dumb, right? Like, well, how does that? But, but I it, it does the, sound the, dumb. Like, yes. I likened it to the first time I I described to Nabi this when I was describing it to a group of people. I said, if somebody says to you, "This is a these cards are fives, or this is a five, or this is these are green." 
they either want you to play it or they don't want you to play it. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. well, what? How am I going to know? I'm like, you'll know, yeah. right? Because like when Hopefully. you're looking at, like, well, there's fours out there. It's a five. I sh- you're telling me because you want me to play the five. If it's ones out there and you say a five, that means don't play that card, right? Yep. So that's, you know. Yeah, it takes like the logical leaps that you see in games like Hanabi and makes those leaps all entirely internal and mm-hmm. nonverbal. Right. Now, what happens if somebody screws up? You lose a life. Everybody, um, depends oh, so on the number like of players, there's a number of lives. Yeah. And then there's the shuriken things, which doesn't make sense thematically, but I mean, it, it doesn't, doesn't make any need. sense thematically. Yeah. But like ninja stars? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're some kind of weird, <laughs> it, it, you like, use it and you discard space the lowest. rabbit, and then you also throw shurikens. That's stupid. It, yes, right? Yes. No, but I think it's dumb. For a game that you guys are saying that's stupid, we've already talked about for ten minutes. So. <laughs> because people that. love it, right? Yep, yep. So there's something there that I don't that I don't enjoy, but that a lot of people love. And speaking of our show before we talk about <laughs> stupid stuff at length, it's speaking not about for everyone. Speaking about games that people love, I also play Welcome to dot 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 yes that, that deep water games. That's a roll and write, but without that, dice. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a uh, flipping right. Flipping right. That's what people yeah. are calling it. Oh, okay. Um, it was. It was good. Right it's. A, it was a little. A lot. I mean, it wasn't really that complicated, but it had that meat to it, uh, to the game, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. it it's a lot like um, if anyone has played Quicks, yeah, okay. uh, which yep. is a super duper light roll and write game. Yep. Um, almost anybody can play it. Um, only it's a bit more gamery. It's got a bit, bit more crunch, a bit more decision making to it. Okay. Speaking of roll and rights, you guys both played my Hardpoint BattleTech-inspired game, which you both seem to hate. <laughs> well, as just hesitation here, just like the mind is not for you, yeah. uh, that style of game is not for me. I, I think, I'm not the audience for that game. I think what I, I knew last night, that, or night before last, when you, we were finished, and I said, "So was it fun?" And uh, neither of you answered. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and then Julio says, "Well, <laughs> I told you I'm saying that too." <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 it had uh, some interesting uh, this uh, not decisions like mechan- so mechanics on the roll. Okay, thanks. No, no, it Concepts had terrible. I wanted to play it when you you showed it on Twitter. I was interested in playing it. Okay. I played it, but again, it was it was a little on the longer side. And it again, is it, long, it, is yeah. a, it is a it is a roll and write, so it's very luck dependent. On that side, and I kind of got <laughs> hit very hard at, at the start of the of the game, and which I wasn't fun, of course. You ended up winning, though. I did, yeah. I did. You so did, there okay. was that. But I like where the game is going, for sure. Well, thank you. I mean, he doesn't ever want to play it again. No, <laughs> and I won't ask him to. I, I would, I, w- I would play it. Don't worry. <laughs> to be like honest. that, you know, Oven Uden. You know, <laughs> I do, I do like Hardpoint though. We've never played a full game because we haven't had time. Right. I enjoy it. So yeah. Okay, thanks. Well, what uh, what else uh, what else did we play? What else? Um, I played uh, so so with my game Pyramid of the, of the Magician. Uh, this publisher, Brain Games, brought up Pyramid of the Peg Queen, and I'm like, when I heard that name, I'm like, shoot, sounds so similar. And it's it's a completely different game. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a reskin of an older game. I don't even remember the name of it, but it's a really cool game that you're. You have this vertical board, just this normal board vertically. It's one versus all, where all players are the penguins from high school uh, searching this pyramid, mm. and a mummy is searching for him, but the mummy's on the other side. And it's a magnet that connects the 
the mummy. Oh, so the players yeah, see where the mummy the is. I've yes, seen and, that. The, uh-huh. and the mummy doesn't see where the players are. Okay. And, and players are looking for these artifacts. Even oh. it, I say it's one versus all, but that's not true because only one player wins on the other side because okay. they're collecting their artifacts. And when they collect one artifact or one color, they show the mummy. I collected this, so the mummy knows where they are at that point. Oh, okay. But it's basically it's it's a roller move. But you get some decisions on, you know, you roll dice, I pick this one, mm-hmm. and the dice have a, a mummy phase that the mummy gets as an extra movement on their round. Okay. It was really interesting and very satisfying when you got a penguin, because since it's magnetic, mm-hmm. like, it did like a clack. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very tactile. Yeah, it's good. yeah it, it, cool. it felt good, and I, I, mean, I bought it, so okay. um, yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah, like you mentioned, that's by the ice cool people who made the flicking ice Yeah, cool yeah, yeah, the same... same uh, theme which is a, a cool thing okay that's oh connects to the same characters kind yeah of. Okay. and that's one thing I, i've always uh, I, I wanted to see more in board games because you think about video games and comic books yeah. and movies franchises. They all, franchises and ips and board games are just lacking that and well, what slugfest has been doing that for years with the red dragon in yeah they've and, got a huge line and ccgs and all yeah. you know card games and all that stuff but board games you yeah. know it, it's lacking right and i see publishers doing that more and more now right mm-hmm yeah. Anything else? What else? What else? Pump up, pump up, pump up. Proto Alley. Thank you so much for that room. Uh, it's funny because supposedly it was gonna be super full, and there was a wait list of twenty-five people every day. And yeah, and the place seemed half empty all the time. <laughs> it was. It was weird. It was like I, I stayed out of the room on the first day on on Thursday because I was like, well, I don't have a table, and so I can't play any of my own stuff in here, and and so kind of bummed. Yeah, the, I think it was hurt a little bit by it was less visible this yeah. year than it was previous. Uh, part of it was the first day, uh, their banner. Yeah. Or in the hallway outside the room, kind of direct people there. It, uh, it hadn't arrived yet, so mm-hmm. they didn't have it up. It was just this anonymous room off to the side. You'd have to know that you were going there right. in order to see it. Yeah. Well, and they also didn't. Someone, whoever, didn't do a great job of letting people know. Like I heard, it was like a tweet, and then it sold out. And then I'm gonna guess that a lot of people bought into it and then didn't come, right? Because they were like, I have to buy it now, otherwise I'm not gonna get a table. Mm-hmm. Buy it as in, as in reserve it, because you yeah. didn't pay anything Oh, for you didn't it. have to pay for it. Okay, so they had oh. to, well, so that's, you know, that's terrible, Just right? Just reserving. I'm, yep. That's a bad idea, because mm-hmm. when I can reserve something for free, and then it doesn't matter if I show up or not, I didn't lose anything, right? So that, generous on the Unpub guy's part, but I feel like that's, that's a bad idea, right? Like. Yeah. Because if it's free, right, I don't care. But then again, maybe they didn't care because people will just come use the tables anyways. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there were always, 50% of those tables were always open. And, and, and today with, at least. And today is probably the busiest day. Yeah. Another thing with communication was the, the um, speed dating event. There were two of them, and I didn't know there was one until somebody told me, hey, yeah. somebody that's not really a, a you know Twitter person or anything, they were looking for it on the, on the Origin site. And... And got one. It's twenty dollars to to get into one, mm-hmm. and that, those were very bu- busy. I mean, they right. sold out and and yeah, that's what I was talking about with the Twitter thing, where yeah. it was just tweeted about that. Maybe the Umpub thing was in the stuff, but it was the it was the speed dating thing where yeah, James somebody sent like that, one yeah. tweet and then it was like it was gone. Yeah. Right, and I, so. I didn't even know either of those. And that happened. wasn't their fault, from what I understand. Yeah, that's because Origins, Origins is yeah, the one right. that I'm, and and that Origins site. I hear Rob loves it. Well, in talking with several publishers, uh, I, I had conversations with four separate publishers this weekend, and all four of them, without naming them, because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but all four of them uh, complained to me about how poorly Origins was organized. Oh, yeah. 
Mm. That doesn't um, surprise me at all. Yeah, nothing but frustration. Their website is the the worst website I've ever been to when I needed to buy something. I mean, and I it cans down unequivocally. Like if they had spent a hundred dollars on a Squarespace website, it would be better than their website. <laughs> See, like like one of them even said, "Well, you know, we reserved a twelve foot booth. Our booth is actually six inches short of that, which whatever six inches, except our banners need twelve feet." Because that's what you told us. Because that's what you told us, right? And, and and then another one said, "Oh yeah, the guys down there, they reserved at Origins last year for this year. They lost their reservation mm. and their deposit, and they said like three weeks ago they said, good news, we found some space for you.' And they reserved a twelve foot booth and got an eight foot booth, hmm. which is just terrible. Yeah, just I mean, terrible. Why? Yeah, that doesn't make people want to book again. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. right." Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I heard really good things from guest of honor Eric Long. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I saw that too. They spelled his name wrong. He's a guest of honor. What are they doing? Kotarski's badge says Kortarski. Really? Kortorski. Jason Kortorski. Yeah. Just oh, ridiculous. Man, right. a- anyway. Um, it doesn't say Navarro. No. No, <laughs> thank goodness. I didn't even look at mine. Yeah, yeah. mine's mine is guess. spelled correctly. I mean, it. When when I registered, is I'm the one that's writing my name, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on uh, on the plus side, um, yesterday, so uh, Friday and Saturday, I spent some time at the Playco booth demoing Epic Monster Tea Party. Yeah. That's super fun. I love playing that game. That's that's one that I still am happy to play. Really, really pleased with how that turned out. I think I think on I was there for two hours on Friday and I, I sold five copies. I was there for an hour today and sold three copies. Nice. Which is fun. Great. Rob's yeah. pocketed the cash for that. Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, if those, it's a co-op game, I'm drinks are on me tonight, guys. All those 50 cents, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so that was super fun. I had a good time with that. I, uh, I met with uh, uh, listeners will, will know Nick Smith, the, the buddy of mine who is the Battletech and Red Planet guy. I met with Nick and ran through the prototype of Red Planet with him, and he was pretty stoked about it. So definitely going to push forward on development on that. Um, so look for print and play coming soon, listeners. Um, those are kind of the big events for me. I didn't do any formal pitching or anything. Mm-hmm. So. I got to play test uh, Night at the Zoo. You guys played that. That's one of my designs to I'm gonna submit for the How About Design contest. Yeah. You guys gave me some good feedback, especially on the you know it's a kids game. Let's sim- simplify it a bit more. Yeah, I think Chris had a lot of really good points on that. Did, did they tell you to get rid of the death sticks? <laughs> First thing I said was going to be like, some kid's going to stab their eyes out with that thing. For sure. But, you know, I'll let Haba ha- worry. I'll let Haba worry. You said for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That'll yeah. definitely happen. Like, yeah. This is not my problem. If I can advocate again for a spinner on that, you could, you could say that the zookeeper can only see things on the inner uh, tiles around the spinner, and the spinner can just have a V on it like that, right? Yeah, and it's so not as dangerous. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so just a thought. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I agree. I just gotta try it and simplify the action, yeah. little action system, and I may keep the asymmetry for you know those ten year olds that want to take it up a notch. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of um, a lot of kids games, especially Hobby games, they've got like. Like one thing that like the the kid who's playing it has to learn, you know, mm-hmm. that one hurdle, and like everything else is dead simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. true. So I'm just here for today. And, yeah. Uh, as a designer, tomorrow I'm here with uh, my wife and my kids, uh, just as for a family day thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're gonna you're gonna 
run them through that place as quickly as you can and then go home. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably try and we're, I'm trying to get us down here by 9.30 at the latest yeah. so that we can run through and be out of here by noon or so, go sure. grab lunch and then get out of the I'm sure yeah. those, they'll tire out pretty quickly. Yes. Though, right? Yeah. yeah. They'll be well, pretty my stimulating environment. My daughter, we got down here and now she's sick, so that doesn't help at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did uh, two kind of pitches uh, today. Um, yeah. One for Mustachio. Uh, that went, uh, the publisher's feedback was, I would love to buy and play this game. Uh, I don't want to publish this game. <laughs> um, but, so here's a lesson, uh, builders, and this may not, like, this may shape out to be nothing, right? But when they said that, I asked, yeah, how come? And they said, okay, because of this replayability aspect. And, um, and then I started to ask some more questions uh, and then th- present some more ideas that I'd had previously. And that turned into a 20-minute conversation that turned into, make those changes and repitch it to me at Gen Con. Yeah because that is a game I might want to publish. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's um, for sure. You know, and that shows, like, when a publisher gives you feedback like that, don't just be like, okay. And, I mean, like, I saw an opportunity there, and so I kept talking about it, and it, it worked out, possibly. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, I feel like the game's going to be better when I make those changes anyways, which just means it's more marketable going forward. Yep. So, you know, um, so, yeah, that was, uh, I was a, that was a great uh, pitch and a great, um, you know, conversation around that. Good. Um, then I showed off Oba Newton uh, to someone, to a different publisher, uh, and that went really well. They um, they had uh, a uh, some feedback on the fly mm-hmm. with the first playthrough, uh, and then we kind of all brainstormed about Robin and Julio. You played with me uh, yeah. with that, and we we talked it through, and we made one tweak to the rules. Really, it was just really the one, uh, more or less. Yeah. And uh, that really changed the. Uh, that really changed the dynamic of how the game worked and made it way better. And, yeah, it was great. Uh, and then he took a copy of the game, so uh, yeah. so that's positive. So that's awesome. um, somebody just tried to barge into this room here, but again, she looked, saw that we were talking at the table, went, oh, and then walked back out, right. not wanting to interrupt. It is a so, pretty big room. Yeah, so it's, hopefully it's very she official. wasn't trying to come here because she's hosting a panel, because then we're just <laughs> jerks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should add though, Jason uh, did tell the publisher, you can take this, this with you if you want. And they, and they said, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll take it. And then Jason said, I'm going to want that back. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, we know this publisher very well. Uh, and so for me to give them the game, I was just like clarifying, like, hey, I, I want this, this back. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is why. Uh, if I'm giving a game to a publisher, I will give it to them like in a specific <laughs> format to where I'm not. Like, I only have so many of those specific boxes, uh, so, like, I will usually bag it for them and send it back. It's easier for them to carry. Uh, yeah, because you know. your fancy uh, uh, card box is pretty expensive. They're at least two bucks a piece. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a big... That's the only cash. green one I have left. And I, like, I actually <laughs> color code the games to match kind of the theme. Like, I want it to be, like, that's green because it's, like, it's a foresty thing, right? Um, that might be silly, but for me, it's actually really helpful, like... I mean, if, you, if I'm not going to be able to do art and stuff like you guys have all these fancy things on your boxes. I don't know what you're talking about. Julio's <laughs> <laughs> box that somebody might accidentally buy the game because they think it's like a real copy of a game. Um, <laughs> I, I got to... So with, when I was pitched... I pitched Pyramid Division twice. Yeah. And both publishers wanted a copy. Mm-hmm. But I was pitching it and people came by. They're looking at one of their games and they're like, ooh, but what is this? Yeah. And somebody... I was. So I pitched another game to a publisher, and he's talking about, he passed by that booth, and he saw that, he said, that looks cool, but they're playing it right now. I'll come back later and try it. <laughs> and then he, he asked, where's that game? I saw this game, tall game kind of thing. And so, That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So. They're like, oh, we'll have it later this fall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so related to pitching, one of the interesting things for me this weekend was that um, so Cardboard Edison has recently started publishing games, uh, and cool. and there were a couple of times where uh, designers came up to me and said, "Oh, hey, you know, I'd like to to show you my game." And it it took me until like halfway through the playtest before I realized that they were pitching me yeah. as a publisher. Like, oh, wait, you want me to publish this game? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I had to like make that mental Uh-oh. shift right, and, and right. realize like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I should be very professional, and right. I, I need I need to I need to really uh, critical and tell I, I need to it. I need to pay attention to the uh, potential for manufacturing this and the marketability of this as a product. <laughs> Just trying to be nice, you're like, oh, this is really good, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna publish this game, and you're like, just being nice to them, like, yeah, like, oh wait, no, I'm a public, yeah, no, <laughs> this is good, thought. yeah. There was there was Hard another pass. game that we played, um, all yes. of us, <laughs> you, you played it too, right? yeah. yeah, if it's the one I think you're talking about, <laughs> yes, yeah, Jason. Go ahead. It was that it was that colon game, right? <laughs> yes, game navigating the so, human um, colon. <laughs> so you've heard me talking, uh, builders, about uh, working on a, a, a game design with another designer, co-designing something, uh, and that person is is Julio. Uh, he wouldn't let me say it was him. He was really secretive about it. That's yeah, right. completely untrue. No, <laughs> I just wanted to have him on the show when we first started talking about it. So we've been working on a game that's now called Wild Frontiers, um, and. Uh, it is Sounds a, like a Discovery Channel show. It does. Right? It's a uh, uh, it's a semi legacy game right? uh, <laughs> where you can replay it. Plays for five sessions, uh, and the idea is uh, you are. Uh, uh, it, it is. Let me pitch the idea. Alternate <laughs> alternate history, eighteen uh, hundreds Alaska, where there is this creature that's been terrorizing the towns for decades. And there's always this hunter and and his or her apprentice that are tasked with uh, eliminating this creature. Now there's players and this <laughs> players are animals that are actually influencing the hunter in a direct and indirect way to help him uh, eliminate the creature because the creature is messing up with the animals as well. So uh, if the creature is killed, uh, it can affect the next game where the next creature will be more powerful. And the one of the hooks of the game is that the the board is semi-permanent. So I came up with this idea, you know, with my crazy ideas and, and <laughs> this little clips that you, you basically keep the tiles on the board and you save it on the box and, and for the next session. Uh, but that's pretty much the coolest thing about it so far because uh, we, I mean, we had a, a pretty good play test. I mean, but you guys can talk more about that. Um, the game definitely needs some work on it. It's still an early stage. With it's only a prototype stage, one month. Maybe? Yeah, and this is, I mean, this was the first time I'd ever played it. In fact, yeah. I watched you guys play it, and then Julio and I sat down with some of your feedback and eliminated just a couple, made a couple t- small tweaks, um, and then played it again. And uh, and we had a good time playing it. Um, the hardest thing is it's a little too complex on the upfront. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, and um, in addition to that, there's just some fiddly stuff in it. It needs to be tweaked, um, but I feel like at its core it's fun. But there's a lot of things some stopping yeah. you from having fun. Yeah, and it's, and, a, and it's a co-op. We are the designers, so let's see what the playtesters have to say about it. Yeah, well, it's co-op, so I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a co-op, and it's partially designed by me, so he super hates predisposed it. <laughs> to wanting to set it on fire. <laughs> I think that that like probably the the like the high level thing that uh, that. 
that will help a lot uh, with future versions of the game is uh, helping players understand what their role is in the game. Um, because you're playing as the animals, but you're influencing the hunter as much as you are the animals. And um, letting players know what their role is in the game, who, who, who are they, uh, it goes a very, very long way toward having all of the mechanics make sense thematically. Yeah, and I think it's an excellent point. And in, in, in after you said that uh, today, um, that was today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, days run together. Yeah, <laughs> you said that to me today, and then that made me think back to the first time that I pitched to uh, Ryan at AEG. And the first question he asked me before we got into anything, he said, "Who's the player? Yep. Who is the player? What, mm-hmm. what, what are you? Who are you in this game?" And and I mean, I answered him that, but it, that didn't register until you said it here the second time. I was like, "Oh wow, that really is meaningful." Yeah. And and one of the reasons why I had that in mind is because uh, Suzanne and I experienced exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we were pitching a game uh, to a publisher. Uh, they got a rule wrong because they didn't understand who they were representing in the game, and it wasn't clicking mm-hmm. uh, thematically, and it didn't make sense without that hook thematically of who they represented yeah. um, and it was a stumbling block for us and it's that design we're still trying to figure it out uh, to be honest oh, wow. right. yeah. okay. and I think for us like unequivocally we agree you're the animal but it's thank you thank you <laughs> uh, but, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's really trying to figure out how to um, how to uh, make it feel like that when you're playing the game with the rules you know having the rules support that theme and um, and it's funny, even as they're talking, like I'm having ideas, like, oh, like I wish we could just brainstorm right now, but we're not going to do that. Uh, so uh, bonus episode. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week's episode. No, so anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I've, I, I mean, that was our first like real play test with yeah. like other designers and us being there, and for that, I feel like it went pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, and in so many times, right. With games, generally, one of two things happens when you do your first couple of playtests. It's either too simple and you need to add something else, or it's too complex and you need to reduce some things mm-hmm. and clarify some things, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this is one where it needs some things clarified and reduced, right? And um, you know, and that's uh, sometimes I feel like that's easier than you know, Rob. We fall into the the trap of publishers saying this is really good. It just needs one more thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that is my least favorite feedback from a publisher. It's so useless. Uh, but because I tend to design games that are on the simpler side, like that's feedback I hear consistently from publishers. It's, it just needs something else, right? Um, and with no direction, like I respect when a publisher says it needs something else. What about this, this, or this, right? Um, and that's what happened to me with my pitch today for Mustachioed. And that's, that's really helpful because when they don't do that, when they just say, I feel like it needs something else, uh, and you experienced this with Tea Party, right? Um, oh, yeah. Pitching yeah. it to several publishers. Just one more thing it needs, one right? More thing. Yeah. And, and the problem was no one ever said, this is what I think that thing is, because it turns out, didn't need one more thing. Um, <laughs> well, in my opinion. Right. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, it's just my opinion. Right. You're just the designer. But anyways, uh, the idea being that you went in the wrong direction like five times with that, right? Mm-hmm. And spun your wheels a lot. I did. You know, it was frustrating. Yeah, and to the point where you almost trashed that game. I almost gave and it up. wouldn't have gotten published. Right. And really, the only reason I finished it, I said, is because well, I, look, I don't know what to do with it, but I like it. I'm at least gonna do, put it on Game Crafter. I just want it. I just want to have a copy for myself, right. right? So I just forced myself to finish it because it, it was fun and because I liked it. And I'm like, well, nobody wants to publish this thing. And then I ended up selling it, but uh, because because and I think we talked about this once before. 
this weekend, but I ended up selling it because I, uh, the publisher was Playco was looking at Saloon Tycoon, and then I signed Saloon Tycoon with with Van Ryder, and I had to contact them and say, "Sorry guys, I just because they, they weren't done with their evaluation." But if you're still looking, I've got this other thing. So that's <laughs> and, and then and they just were like, "Oh, holy cow, we love this!" Right? So. Um, yeah, but it feels it's a it's a very ambitious design for sure. I mean, right, yeah. um, for what we're I mean, semi legacy and and there's a lot of little unique things about right. the game, for sure. But I, I think it, it it has you know it just we just got to put it t- time and play test. Yep. Just yeah. you can't every, not every game can be designed in two months and be signed. Well, not everyone's that <laughs> simple, right? right? Nice. I mean, some nice. are just so such low hanging fruit that it makes it real easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to working with Jason. That's been a, a interesting experience for sure. Yeah, we've, we've been working and letting Jason ride your coattails, right? That's what you mean to say. Well, the the story he contacted me because uh-huh. he saw that I had some games that had nature themed, and he he said that. You've been thinking about a game like this for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody like who listens to the show though. knows, but yeah, that I really want to make some sort of I'm living in nature doing something game, and I've never been able to make it work. So he sent me a kind of uh, a test. He said, uh, <laughs> I'm inspired by this book, a 250-page book. I'm going to send you a copy. Read it. It's not what I said. It's like I the, said, it's like the, you're like the magic designer search. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, would you be interested in doing a co-design? Uh, if you have any interest, this is what I'm thinking, but if you have any interest, I will buy a copy of this book from Amazon, send it to you, give it a read, see if you feel inspired by it. <laughs> if you are, we'll move forward. And I'm thinking about our first meeting, what? because we didn't talk about his ideas, because he wanted me to keep my mind fresh on it. And man, I went uh, quite a direction. You had so many, and most of those ideas we didn't use, but yeah. the one that, that stuck with us was the animals, right? Yeah. And the animals were kind of the thing that actually made us, we flipped away from the original idea because, uh, you know, I I kind of had like in my mind what I wanted to see out of that. Mm. If we were going to use that specific idea, I wanted the game to be, I wanted you to be the person, right? Um, and the way we were talking about it, it was like the animals actually is a better idea. So let's slightly tweak the, um, basically let's unhinge this from the book so that we can feel like it's not... You know, but thinking about it now, it's kind of more like we are the hunters and the animals are just a side thing. So, right. so just thinking about it and, and thinking about your your feedback as you are talking, and then I'm like, well, you may have to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the, in the version of the game that we played, the hunter plays such a central role. So many of the actions that that are being taken, uh, the way the game progresses by searching, that all happens because of the hunter. So right. I think I think that's one reason why um, I wasn't quite sure what I should be focusing on. Right, mm. right. And obviously, you know, another way to manage that game would be simply to get rid of the animals and have everybody, there are four hunters, right? There are X hunters, one for each player, yeah. right? And um, That's that's not fresh and exciting though. Exactly, yeah. which right. is why we went the animal route. So yeah. I got, while we were talking, I came up with the best idea. Okay, it's we'll talk about it. We'll it's gonna talk be about great. It. Sure, sure. Okay. That, that, was, that was his I'll way. think about it and then It was I'll kind of like when I say to my wife, like, we should go do this. And she's like, we'll see, you know, like, <laughs> like that was basically what he just did to okay, me. Okay, honey, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> just, we'll see me. So, Rob, something you just said is, uh, is interesting and it's something that uh, I encountered uh, earlier in the convention. Um, you just said, so that change uh, that we were talking about for, for this co-op game uh, is, is probably uh, would lead to a better design. 
uh, better play experience, but it wouldn't be as fresh and innovative as what yes. the original concept was. And uh, a game that I had play tested yesterday morning, um, I got the opportunity to play test the same game later in the day um, after the designer had gotten a day's worth of feedback in the unpub room. He, uh, someone had give him an, given him an idea for how to kind of streamline the gameplay a little bit. We played the second version. It was more streamlined, but it just it felt flat because the mm-hmm. hook of the game had been removed and replaced with something that worked better but wasn't as interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the feedback you're getting from publishers now is what is unique about your yep. game. Absolutely. Well, there's so many games now, right? Yep. That what is going to make this people buy this this game, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, it's a tricky balance to walk. It has to both be interesting and new and fresh and actually work as a game. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, what else? What, um, what, what, I don't know what to do, what to talk about. Well, we we played, what else did, it, did I, I play something else? I don't, I don't remember. We're just gonna... Would you play, uh, did it all blends together, right? Yeah, so I mean... Oh, I learned something about you, that you are uh, ranked the number seven Dice Masters player in the world. Oh, yes I am. Yeah, did as you long, know that? Uh, he just told me before we came in here, <laughs> okay. I was shocked. And as we're talking about it, uh, Mike Elliott, one of the co-designers of Dice Masters, walked by. Oh yeah, and like, hey, Mike Elliott, and he's like, hey, I gotta go. Walk. Yeah, literally, he was, <laughs> like, he was like, dude, don't, I got. Go talk to me. Do. I don't know you. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's Dice Masters is kind of the the game that got me into uh, board game, card game stuff. Yeah. A, a little on the heavier side, and I I went all in on it. I was playing and regionals, and I went. I came here to Origins last year for the first time for nationals. And I did pretty well, and I got you know into worlds, and I met met it <laughs> pretty good. And a month after that, I got into board game design, and I sold all my dice master stuff, and I went all in into board game design. <laughs> and that reminded me when we were talking about the, that the other night. That reminded me that when Jason and I were playing dice masters, and we both decided to kind of bow out, uh, Jason was going to go online and sell all of his dice. <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, sell me sell mine for me too, and then just pay me for that." So I gave you all of my yeah. crap. I just saw him recently, actually. All mine are with it. I didn't just, sell them. Just, yeah, yeah, sitting in your basement. <laughs> Anybody listening to this wants to buy some Dice Masters, I'll make a good deal. Yeah, so. it's like all first series, right? Or whatever whatever that would be called. It was all, yeah, the first uh, season, series, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, the, and a few of the yeah. second one, but I mostly just played the first. I felt like with that game, I played the first, and I felt like there were a few things in it that were kind of broken. And then when I started playing with the next set, nothing changed that. Yeah, it's a it's a good. Today was the nationals for it, uh, but Worlds is two months where did away. You, where did you play at the Worlds? It, it was here as well. It was uh, Friday nationals and Saturday Worlds. Okay. But now Worlds is somewhere else, and I don't know if I don't follow it anymore. <laughs> but um, as in, I've met so many great people again. I just love the fact of you know convention. She's, I mean, I hadn't met Chris. I met Suzanne at Unpub, mm-hmm. and and she was awesome. We had quite a near death death experience <laughs> with her driving. Oh, but that's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> but uh, Chris, he's been he, he's been great. We have uh, been hanging out for for a bit, and uh, I've been enjoying it. And so many great people I've met. I mean, you know, with with uh, Twitter and all that, you see so many people that you follow, and it's always good to stay connected that way. Yep. But when you see those people, it's like, hey, I know you, and and you go, you just click with people really quickly that way. And and in the board game industry, we're we're you know, you know, knowing people and 
and it's, it's such a big part of it that I I love it. I love it, and it's too bad that this is actually the last convention that I'm going this year. <laughs> so yeah, we'll miss you, Jincon. Yeah, but hey, that's just part of it. But moving to North Carolina, um, you know, and uh, at the end of this month, so uh, Tennessee Board Game Designers pains me. And I've been enjoying growing that community there and all that. And uh, it's still 30 minutes from Tennessee. So I'll yeah. probably arrange a meetup in Justin City, Tennessee. So we'll see how that goes. Good. But um, I'll be moving, so it's going to be stressful. And, and I know I'm not going to be working on my designs for the past, for a month or so, a month at least. You know, I was kind of tinkering my mind on the next one. So on my way here, I got a good idea for one. So <laughs> I'm always good. excited. Don't forget, you're going to have to set aside some time uh, for uh, development work with some publishers. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely, definitely the, the Pyramid Dimension ones you said you sh you're going to be involved because, so, which, which is something that I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in. in, in. Uh, it's exciting stuff. I, I, was, I was very surprised when I came by the booth because I wanted to play a game and, and, and he saw me and he like perked up like, I got to talk to you. Oh, and I'm cool. like, oh, okay. And I was just surprised when he said it, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Cool. Good. One other uh, experience to share um, from today. Um, uh, when I when I sat with Nick uh, to look at uh, Red Planet with him, right? And uh, and I uh, months ago, I don't remember. It's, it's probably been four four months, maybe since since we had him on the show. Uh, maybe even longer, and I started working on Red Planet. I don't know. Anyway, and I was really excited about it early on, and I made some progress. And then I kind of stalled because I was struggling to get a group together to do proper playtesting. You came over one night, to, and we we played it through. Mm -hmm. When we made some good progress on that, Christine and I played it a few times at home. But we got to a point where, um, you know, where we, she and I had kind of wrung what we could learn from it. You know, right. Uh, and uh, um, and I sort of sort of stalled, and I moved on, and started working on some other things, um, and so we did. I do that with you this morning. Do we, we play Red Planet? No, no. no. It, I it was, oh, it was Neil and Heather that I played yes. with today, right? Yeah. So so I got it out and, and ran through a few rounds with them, got some feedback from them. It was really good, you know, fresh perspective on it. It kind of re-energized me about it. And then sitting down with Nick and playing through it. Uh, a second time, so twice in, in two two day or twice in one day with different people, and actually one of his buddies came over and sat down and watched and, and talked through as well. It was it was like it was like I said, re-energizing, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's not specifically a Red Planet thing. That's just that's just was a reminder for me that sometimes you set things down, you set things down because because you're you're kind of done with it or not done with it but you don't know what to do next right right and and you kind of lose the excitement or you can't i i do it anyway. i don't speak for everybody else but i i i in that time i can kind of lose the excitement and lose the energy for it and, and i and i often don't come back to that and there have been stuff that i brought to unpubs that that i came into unpub feeling really excited about it and by the time unpub was over i was tired of it and not that it was a bad game, but I was just kind of worn out, and th and I never came back to those designs ever. And so it was really exciting again to bring up an old thing that that you know in my heart I'd all, I I I was close to just kind of giving up on it, right? That that was the, and that was the wrong choice to make, and I'm glad I'm, I have that re-energized inner new new excitement about it again. That's so, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I that would be a, a word of advice to builders out there who feel like they're they're starting to feel stale, just trying, you know. It's okay to let things sit for a little while. It's okay to step away from it because when you come back, 
but but try it. Do your best to come back to it because you can come with fresh eyes and fresh perspective and get it in front of fresh people too. That really makes all the difference. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. agree completely. Yep. But right. that's been Origins 2018. Origins yeah. 2018, yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and we're all heading out tomorrow? Yes, yep. tomorrow yep. morning driving. Yeah, okay. All I'll right. be leaving by probably 1, the latest. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to come back in the hall or not tomorrow. We'll see. Depends on how tired I am. How's the latest stay up tonight? Injuries. Injuries as well, right. Yeah, so. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Well, well Julio, you're going to get an advance, right? Uh, <laughs> no comment yet. <laughs> um, we, we were, uh, for listeners, we were talking yesterday, uh, advice for designers who are about to sign a contract. Uh, yes. One of the biggest things, get an advance. It's yep. very important. Uh, a lot of designers don't. A lot of publishers don't want to do it. It's understandable that they don't want to do it, but... But a designer, it's it's a it's a small amount of protection if you're going to be signing away your game for a year or two years or who knows how right. long. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and if the game flops very well, maybe the, all the money you ever see out of it. So <laughs> that is entirely possible. Yeah. 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 So at least you feel somewhat compensated for your work. Yep. Yep. But my my recommendation is just if you know everybody has a board game in them, and and if you don't, if you just think of it as an idea and you don't work on it, it's not gonna go anywhere. And and <laughs> doesn't matter how dumb it may seem, if you put your mind power and, and time and, and work into it, it'll become something that, you know, after you play test and play test and play test some more, uh, it'll it'll be something that, you know, you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that thing that every everybody at some point in their life has said, you know, somebody should do this, right? Well, why, why don't you do that? Yeah, be that person. Why don't, why don't, why don't you just be that be person? Be somebody. Yeah. And oh, I don't have a, a board game community close to me, but create one. Yeah. There's always people out there that yeah. are thinking that way, you know, yep. and there's no resources around or people that are involved that way. And yeah. you can do that. You know, I, you know, listening to you guys' podcasts, Game Designers of North Carolina, so I have Josh Mills is going to get a uh, sheesh. Yep. Uh, but th- they were a great resource and blogs and, and, and YouTube videos. That was a great resource for me. I, I learned really fast and, and Cardboard Edison. I was just going to say, one yes, of the best resources you can find. For sure. That publisher companion has been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's, look, I mean, pretty much everything that Cardboard Edison does is because it's a thing that we wish was out there. Right. There you go. Cool. Uh, so much love in this room, guys. Aww, you guys. Aww, group hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're uh, going to call it a night here and find something to eat. Uh, so, uh, builders, thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, buildingthegamepodcast.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at jaslingerlin. I am at poly underscore design. Chris is... One half of at Cardboard Edison. <laughs> and Julio is... At... Hunasaru, J-U-N-A-Z-A-R-U. Not Navarro. <laughs> not, not Navarro. Julio Nazario, Puerto Rican designer. All right. Uh, Google Voice number seven seven hotel BTG. Um, uh, you know all the rest. We'll we'll go through it all in more detail in the next episode. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Yeah!
Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. Anybody want to say anything for the stinger at the end? Stinger! <laughs> Two designs, yeah! <laughs>